Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It wasn't said at all when I was a kid. It really wasn't around when I was a teenager. I don't even know if it came into play in my 20s, but it feels like in my 30s. One of the least welcome phrases that has ever fallen into a sports post-game press conference or write-up started to become, it is what it is. I hate it is what it is. It is what it is, is an unimaginative way to describe a situation that inspires no imagination. It's just, this is, is what it is. I hate it. I'm guessing as a guy who used to work with words for a living, you, you sort of hated it too. Well, yeah, because what it did was put a convenient phrase to a refusal to answer. Right. It turned into a new, almost more casually dressed up, no comment. Yeah, it's, you know, it basically it's, I, I understand the, the pretense by which you're asking the question, but I'm not going to engage. And I've, I want to say it started with Bill Parcells, but it might have been somebody earlier than that. Yeah. Who was the first? Who was the first to unleash this Kraken, which still here in the year 2023? Yeah. I mean, that's yet to go away. Yeah. I mean, that, that would be. That would be a great find along the lines of who's the one who invented upper body injury and lower body injury. But we know who did that. That was Pat Quinn. But say that was the hockey. Yeah. The hockey did that to us. That was the first time anybody said injury information is actually none of your business. And I'm, the reason why it's none of your business is because I believe that every other player in the league in which I make my living will deliberately harm people for that very information. I know it's Tiger Woods' fault that the overuse of the phrase "my A game" he he brought into the lexicon. My A game, you know, I didn't even have my A game today, and I won. I'm not sure that he was the one who originated that, though. I don't know. I think, but he was the one. He was that, the one who who when he said it, like he he he, he polished meant it up. It. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Anyways, we say all that to say this: twenty nine and twenty nine, Ray. It is what it is. God. That's about as uninspiring a record as an NBA team can have through 58 games. It is what it is, 29 and 29. Look, they're a pretty good team at home. 
They're borderline incompetent unless they're playing at home. This is hands down the worst defensive team that mattered of the Steve Kerr era. I'm really not going to hold, you know, some of the off-brand years of the Steve Kerr era against anyone because they were tailor-made disasters before the ball was thrown up on basically opening night or certainly the night after five games and Steph broke his wrist where you came limping in with the remains of Durant is gone, Clay isn't here. I guess that's also when Steph broke his wrist. The Eric Paschal year, shall we say. Uh, the lost in the woods year that got you the right to draft James Wiseman, who, Ray, is going to change the franchise one day. Very interested in talking to Steve Kerr at 5 o'clock this afternoon. An awful lot has happened. Maybe the most amount of Warriors news that has ever happened, Ray, in between Steve Kerr interviews. He joins us live at 5 today, and we got an awful lot of stuff to get into with him. This has been a... I don't want to say it's been a transformative week because nothing really changed. But in nothing change, changing, it it was kind of transformative. It wasn't transformative in the way they wanted it to be. It codified the shortcomings of the two-track system in that you have to nail every pick to make the next track look as shiny and cool as the current track. And because the draft is largely a 30-70 proposition, where if you're really good at this, you'll hit on 3 out of 10, uh, the Warriors took a series of gambles. And the first gamble ultimately was making the two-track system work. And while the jury's still out, it's leaning heavily toward guilty. Yeah, just it it's... What the Warriors need to do to repeat as NBA champions, it feels like trying to even frame it like that right now is just ridiculous. There is no on-court, my own two eyes feedback that is telling me the Golden State Warriors can actually defend this championship. And having said all that, there is no three you know, group of three players, Steph, Clay, and Draymond, who deserve more benefit of the doubt or actually having to see their dragon slain before we say, yeah, the dragon's dead. Who knows? There is still the concepts of sports. But one of the things that we need to talk about with Steve Kerr today, and I know that he is certainly a student of the game of basketball, is there are some certain things that are just... You know, indisputable. Like, there are certain physics to the way that leagues work and champions are determined. And to try to approach a championship from the physics of, well, what we want to do, what we're going to bring to the table this year, is we're going to have the single worst regular season record that ever won an NBA championship. That's what the, that's what the Warriors are actually shooting at right now. That's what it looks like they're kind of looking at right now. The single worst team to ever win an NBA championship based on an 82-game season. So we're only talking about modern basketball. I don't, I don't care about grainy George Mike and Peach basket footage. I don't care about that. I'm talking about modern NBA 82-game season. Ray, the 1978 Washington Bullets. The 1978 
Washington Bullets were kind of a yawn at 44 and 38 before they won the NBA championship. It's the worst team based on regular season record to ever win an NBA championship for the Golden State Warriors to come in at 44 and 38. They're going to have to go 18 and 6 in their final 24 games. Does this look like a team to you that's about to go 18 and 6 in their final 24 games? Are you sure your math's right? Is my math right? I'm trying. Uh, that doesn't seem right. Twenty nine. They'd be forty seven wins if they're eighteen and six. I'm talking forty four. I'm gonna have to do the math again on this. Yeah, it's going to be thirteen and thirty eight, and it's going to be thirteen and nine. Either way, they have to start playing at a, a, a pace that they simply have not played at. I mean, haven't even come close to you. Look at where they are. They haven't been better than two wins over 500 basically all year. They haven't been worse than four wins below 500. I mean, there's not a lot of peaks and valleys here. They've basically flatlined this entire year. They are the Atlanta Hawks. I guess. No, I mean, one, they're 29 and 29. Their season has gone roughly the same way, and they've been hovering around the the play-in line the the whole year as have the Warriors. The Warriors, in fact, have spent more time over the play-in line than the Hawks have, but there's still no traction, and there's still no indication that there's traction to be had except for one thing. Unlike the Hawks, who play in a more representative conference, there are a bunch of teams like the Warriors in the West. Well, that's the thing. They're the most 500-ish of a whole bunch of teams that are kind of 500-ish. But they're the most 500-ish as you can actually pretty much get as an NBA team. I saw Anthony Slater go through the actual numbers here, and, and it's it's ridiculous how right down the middle of average they are. They're 29-29. and 29. They've scored 6,878 points. They've allowed 6,873 points. Their offensive rating is 14th. Their defensive rating is 15th. And right now their seed is a 9. And they're lucky to have that. They certainly are. we got an awful lot to get into with Pete, uh, with uh, Steve Kerr today. And we're going to have our NFL season exit interview with the King himself. Peter King is going to come on by in about an hour from now. Steve Kerr is live at 5. Obviously the Bay Area doesn't do satisfactory very well, which is going to bring us... Right to baseball season. Because I either need the Giants to be an unexpected delight ray or an unmitigated disaster. I don't I don't need another 81 and 81, and neither do you, neither does anyone in the world of sports talk radio. So we're going to get into that today. we got an awful lot to get into today. Uh, we mentioned it on yesterday's show, but today is the day that everyone realizes, indeed, the Derek Carr era with the Raiders is officially over, and how they botched that really as, you know, it's sort of worth documenting, as is how good Kawhi Leonard is, really, as a basketball player, man. I mean, his whole career has either been hidden in plain sight in out-of-market cities or in plain clothes because he wasn't playing that night. When you do see him, which is rare, God, he's good. 
we got an awful lot to get into today. It's Damon and Ratto. It's good to have you here. If at any point in time we start boring you, just go ahead and, and drink a, a five-hour energy because they're sponsoring the show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. It's a Warriors Wednesday brought to you by Friedman's Appliance, a trusted name in the Bay Area since 1922. Visit Friedman'sAppliance.com today. Damon and Ratto, it is good to have you here. We've got Peter King in an hour from now. Are wrapping up the year of football conversation with Peter King. At 5 o'clock, we've got Steve Kerr. An awful lot to talk about with Steve, who last night was asked about how he feels about being 500. It's what we've been for the year so far. We've been up and down and right in the middle of the pack on offense, right in the middle of the pack on defense. And I think we feel like could be better. We've lost a lot of games that we felt like we should have won, but we didn't We didn't win them. So we are where we are. And good news is there's a lot ahead of us. I think this week off will be great for our guys. And hopefully we can come back from the break refreshed and make a push. You know, perception though, Ray, does become reality because he can talk about, you know, we're right in the middle of the pack off offensively we're kind of in the middle of the pack defensively and the numbers bear that out but it feels like they have no offensive problems really at all i mean they don't they, they really don't they're, they're a very good offensive basketball team uh their shot selection could improve the way they go about their evening just hunting points could definitely improve going to the rim more attacking more getting to the foul line more getting the other team in foul trouble like all the things that all good basketball teams want to do they could do more of But defensively, they do not feel like a middle-of-the-pack team. I don't care what the numbers bear out. They feel like they're hardly even trying, especially in some of these road games 
And that's what Steve was even saying last night. For whatever reason, we've been pretty good at home defensively. Not last night, but overall pretty good at home. One of the reasons we made the trade for Gary was to shore up our perimeter defense. We were the number two ranked defense in the league a year ago. So I think we have it in us and and hopefully uh, we can get healthy. And we got a lot of guys who are starting to, to play well. You know, Clay's been really good. Wiggs is really coming on. You know, Dante's had a great second half of the season. So I think there's a lot of positives and a lot of things that we can build on, but we have to do it. We got to go do it. Yeah. The time for talking about the team you might want to be is over. Here it is. This is the last 24 games of the year. You got a nine day, was it nine days off between yeah. uh, now and their next game against the Lakers to start the second it's not even the second half. It's more the, it's the, the final, final third, third. Yeah, of the yeah, year. But, but that's how the that's how the All Star game is broken the last several years. Yeah, and and I'm fine with it. But it, the amount of I'm fine with the way the Warriors played up to this point. I don't think anyone can be fine with it. They can't be fine with it. Oh, they're not. I mean, there is going to be more time for talk because Steve Kerr is going to have to explain this over and over and over and over again between now and the end of the season. But we're at the show me stage. For a bunch of teams. And the fact is the Warriors have never been in a position going back going back to the start of the Kerr era where they were so dependent upon the kindness of strangers. Right now, every game they win is only part of the equation. The other thing is who lost tonight? Who won? They, they have to look at a lot of teams... And the easy thing to do is just say, well, we'll just put the blinkers on and worry about ourselves. That's not good enough. I mean, they they have to literally hope that things like Zion Williamson getting, you know, getting bad news on his injury happens to more teams. They need some teams to fall back to them and teams that are right next to them fall back too. So it's probably time to just sit down and figure out everybody's schedule and start making this a day-by-day league. The Warriors have never done that before, and now they're going to have to. Well, I told you we were going to reach a little out-of-town scoreboard watching earlier in this NBA season than we've ever reached out-of-town scoreboard watching in an NBA season. And, and indeed, we're here. Last night's game, emblematic, symbolic, whatever you want to attach to it. The difference between the sixth seed or the play-in was all there last night. I mean, it really was. Golden State was the nine seed going into last night. L.A. was the six. Golden State loses. Well, they're still the nine. But what do you know? The Clippers are the five now. I mean, because they have the audacity to be 32 and 28 at this point in the year. That's crazy. 32 and 28 gets you the five seed right now in the Western Conference. Um, This is what the Eastern Conference used to be. Quite literally, when when the last qualifier, the the eighth-place team, could very often be 39 and 43. You know, you had their their middle was pretty weak too. Um, this is, and, and George Sedano said it yesterday, this is one of the worst Western conferences of this century because that's how long it's been since the Eastern Conference was better than the West. And this is, this is what happens when everybody sucks toward the middle. So, I want to be perfectly honest, right? I mean, the show strives for honesty, transparency. I don't watch much Clippers basketball. I don't think anyone around here watches an awful lot of Clippers basketball. And if you do watch an awful lot of Clippers basketball, that doesn't necessarily mean you watch an awful lot of Kawhi Leonard. He's usually in street clothes. 
Like, that's not even an exaggeration. He's missed 55% of Clipper games since signing with the team. And that's not including the playoffs. Since 2020, Kawhi Leonard has missed 117 of 266 Clippers games. And that's before this year even started. The Clippers have played 60 games so far. He's played in 33 of them. That's 27 missed games already. So a grand total of 144 of 259 games in a Clippers uniform. Kawhi Leonard hasn't even been out there. And just to double down on the honesty, like I was saying, you know, before he got to L.A., I wasn't watching that much Raptors basketball. And until that NBA Finals against the the Golden State Warriors, not a lot of people were around here either. And before he got to Toronto, not a lot of people spent a lot of time watching the San Antonio Spurs. Not a big national team. Not a team that was usually on your Thursday night game and you're going to stick around because you're going to watch Shaq and Kenny and Ernie and all that. No! Like, they're... Kawhi Leonard is one of the best players ever hidden in plain sight or hidden in street clothes and it's easy to forget about how good he is let me tell you Ray Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and the Clippers have a perfect opportunity in front of them this is a conference for the taking straight up they got enough depth that you wouldn't just automatically count out whoever they would be up against if they were actually to win the Western Conference and go to the NBA Finals. Like, they got they got depth, man. I mean, Kawhi last night, just an easy, breezy 33 points on 17 shots. You're bringing Norm Powell, Plumley, Gordon, Highland now off the bench. Like, that's more than not bad. That's good. That's really good. They, remember when Robert Covington was a thing? Raise your hand. Everyone remember the name Robert Covington? Remember when Robert Covington was going to be like, oh man, he's in Philadelphia. He's like an automatic 12 and he's in he's 12 and 6. He can also be 16 and 8 on any given night. Like Robert Covington is absolutely like a secret sauce guy. He gets coach DNPs now. Like he's not even in he's not even in their on their on their in their radar really. And they got Robert Covington. Like that's how deep they are. The Clippers got an opportunity, Ray, to go to the Western Conference Finals right here, right now, if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George stay healthy. And yet, not even about their health, but the Clippers have this way of not being all they can be on a regular basis. Oh, yeah. And that is a history that has become so huge that the magical appearance of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George is not in and of itself you know, dispositive of their history. Their history oh, is what on. they are. Yeah, we know who they are. We yeah. know who they and, are. And the problem with suddenly looking at them and going, yeah, I think they're, they, could, they could beat Denver, is the fact that the Clippers are not a terribly deep team either. And they are winning more on defense than offense at a time Dude, The Clippers when, are deep now. Well, Clippers are deep. They're very deep. I'm not sure how deep they are yet because I need to see more than what they did at the play at the at the trade deadline. They are who they are until they proved me other wrong. I I don't know whether all these moves that they made to seemingly make themselves well, better. Well, you've seen four quarters of it. Well, I mean, that's my point. Right. That's why I'm not going to give them. Oh, they're deep now just because they got more players. Uh, sometimes you have a trade deadline that accomplishes nothing. 
And this could be that. So for me, the Clippers are who they are until they prove that they are not. And by that, I mean where you can trust them on nights when Leonard and George are off. That's well, a deep team, and I don't know that they are that. Well, and uh, look, I, I, you're right to be skeptical about any Clippers optimism. There's no doubt. But they got just as much talent as anybody else in this conference. Except and, Phoenix. And, 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 eh, even Phoenix. Even Phoenix is one Chris Paul hamstring away from being in an awful lot of trouble, and they just all met five days ago. You want to talk about haven't even played a game together yet? The Suns haven't even played a game together yet. This Clippers team, besides their new additions, actually has a little simpatico. They've got an underrated coach, and if they can stay healthy, Kawhi Leonard is good enough to do this by himself. He's kind of already done that twice in his career, and he's got the trophy case to sort of prove it. I mean, the clip. I'm looking at the Clippers in a different light. Granted, they played the we-don't-play-defense-on-the-road Golden State Warriors last night. It was going to make anybody look good, but man, I think the Clippers are are halfway decent, and they might never have a better shot than the shot they got right now because this is the most wide open this side of the bracket's been in forever. But when you describe the Clippers but dismiss the the Suns, the Suns are the same thing. I mean, when you say, well, Chris Paul's a hamstring away, well, who's more of a hamstring away than Kawhi Leonard? Fair enough. I mean, that's why I'm not going to jump on that bandwagon any more than any other with the notable exception that... Kevin Durant changes the equation in ways that Kawhi Leonard doesn't. And oh, I, I, I mean, I'm not saying that at all because uh, I've never, ever seen Kevin Durant win a single thing without hanging off of Steph Curry's leg. And Kawhi Leonard has literally gone to two different cities and shown everybody no one's got a bigger one than mine. But he hasn't. He has not been there. Well, you just said the stat yourself that he misses 50% of the game. He does. He does. So, I mean, when he is out there, like I'm saying, if, if there were ever a year for the Clippers to get healthy and they're kind of deep right now, you should do it this year because you're never going to find a more open opportunity to get into a seven-game series and see what you can do than what they got right here. I'm not selling you the Clippers. I'm not trying to sell you the Clippers today. But coming out of this conference could 100% happen. I like the Clippers to come out of the West more than I do the Golden State Warriors. Would you join me there at oh, the very least? That's not a bold stance. Okay, well, that's what I'm saying. Because the Golden State Warriors, they should have at the very least, if you're going to use a reputation to damn the Clippers, you should be willing to use a reputation to say, hey, until somebody actually eliminates the Warriors, I can't help but notice that no one has ever, ever eliminated a healthy Steph, Clay, and Dre from any series where they've began and played the entire series together from the postseason. It has not happened. Now, well, that's what it's going to happen eventually. And, and that's what Steve Kerr is selling, is that we've done this before, and nobody's prevented us from doing it when we have all our parts together. The, but, the truth is, though, here's the thing. What no one wants to say is, because we focus on big threes, and there's a reason why we would focus on Steph, Clay, and Dre. They've been tremendous and incredibly successful, but... Uh, all of the best Warriors teams were so much more than just those three guys. No question. And that's where the flaw is in this team. It's everybody not them has had a war, either a worse year or a more inconsistent year than the year before. Wiggins, Poole, 
Kaminga is the only one who's been dramatically better than in past seasons. And the only other one that's close might be Thompson based on how he's played the last month and a half. Curry has been everything he always is. There's nothing different about Stephen Curry. Draymond Green has been exactly as good as he's been in his best years. Uh, you know, you just, but the maddening thing is the details are escaping a lot of these guys, which is why they're 29 and 29 instead of 39 and 19. Uh, do you know where the saying, the brass tacks, comes from? You're going you're, you're to tell me. Yeah. Well, well, first of all, let me just ask. When I ask you that question, what did you hear? Did you hear me ask you what the brass T-A-X was? Or did you hear T-A-C-K-S? Yeah, because that's what the saying is. Okay. So I honestly, I almost had to look it up today. I always thought it was T-A-C-K-S. Because, you know, be the brass actual tack that you would nail into something. And I knew it was old-timey, and they don't get old-timey sayings really about paying taxes. So I always thought it was that. But I never really thought about it until I entered into the old uh, Google machine today. Uh, so there are three different theories, Ray, where brass tax comes from. Theory number one is that it comes from brass tax that were hammered into the counter at a garment factory or a draper or a haberdasher that were used to measure cloth in precise units instead of, you know, approximating, well, a, a yard is about an arm length. So they actually had it measured out there. You would have to measure yourself against the brass tax. Okay, sounds like a pretty good origin story to me. Uh, number two, you're going to like number two even more, Ray. 19th century American culture, uh, they used brass tacks to spell out the initials of the deceased on tops of coffins. So there's that. There's that. And then number three is also delightfully sort of violent because it comes from the early American West and the practice of adorning one's gun stock with brass tacks. And according to author Stanley uh, Vestal, Brass tacks hammered into the stock of a rifle marked the tally of the mountain man's victims. And those were the brass tacks. I like all three of those theories. Yeah, I like them all. I don't, I don't know which one's right. I don't need to know which one's right. They're all right. Uh, they're all right to me. I like them all. I sign off and endorse every single one of them. Well, we wanted to give you the brass tacks. What I do know brass tacks has always meant is here it is. He, this is it. I can't explain it to you any more than I'm explaining it to you right now. We've corrected our math. Well, Ray's corrected my math. More I've accurate. been there. I had to correct my math. So we're both wrong. There have been a lot of math corrections already on the show. No team in NBA history has ever won an NBA title without being at least six games over 500. That's it. That's bare minimum of all NBA history. No team has ever won a championship without being at least six games over 500. That team was the 1978 Washington Bullets, who were 44 and 38, only six games over 500. For the Warriors to finish six games over 500 in their final 24 games, they need to be six games over 500. They have to go 15 and nine. 15 and nine would get the Warriors 
to the worst win total that has ever won an NBA championship. Someone on the Xfinity Mobile text line points out pretty well. Well, they already have the best record ever to not win a championship. So maybe they should join the Bullets as the team with the worst record ever to actually win a championship. That would be a very good yin and yang. That would balance out the uh, basketball universe very, very well. But I just, you know, going to use the old naked eye test, man. They just, they ain't passing it. They're short. They're short on bodies. And they're short on height. They're a small basketball team. They're, they're, they, they, they have a bench that you can't trust right now. They made a move at the deadline to add to that bench. And unfortunately, all that move leaves them is a body short. It stinks. But it's the way it is. So there's your brass tacks. Little history lesson, little saying lesson, and a little math lesson for all involved, including the hosts here. They got to go 15 and 9 in their final 24 games to have as bad of a record as has ever been allowed to win an NBA championship. I wonder if Steve already knows that. No, I don't think he cares. I think he's up to his eyelids in this team right now. I don't think he could tell you a lot about two years ago or three years ago. I think he tends to blot those things out of his mind. Um, yeah, because this is not history for him. This is a whole new experience. And I think the maddening part for him that he will never admit is that he walks on the floor every night they play with no idea of what he's going to get. Bob Myers was on with Steiny and Guru today, talked about how this team is uh, not exactly excelling, but ain't exactly dead yet either. When you're able to do it that many times with the same kind of core, there's a belief, there's a confidence. It's a little bit like maybe a boxer where they just haven't been knocked out. And people listening can say, I don't right. care, um, but, but they really haven't. And so... We'll see how long they can keep going before that happens. And I think the league even kind of knows that, too. And I don't think, I never thought people were scared of our team or not. But when you're playing these guys in a series, you look across and you look at guys that have done it four times. There's, there's a weight to that. And even, I remember when we used to play the Spurs, you just felt like if it was close, you're going to lose. Because they just had this determination and will. So you had to beat them. So... He used a boxing analogy. And I think the analogy that would better serve Bob Myers in that moment is, we hope to show you who we really are when we get to the championship rounds. You know, in every big fight, there's a championship round. And hopefully we answer the bell in that round. But are they a little bit of a staggered, punch-drunk fighter right now? Yeah, 29 and 29 basically tells you that's what it is. He also, Ray, said that there, you know, no one was ever scared of us. That's untrue. They're, the NBA was terrified of the Golden State Warriors for a three, four-year run there. You had teams basically punting on the idea of even trying to compete. The Warriors had so locked down the, we got this, uh, just feeling around the NBA. There was, no, there was no point in even gunning to get the Warriors. That's how dominant they were. That's actually why I respect... 
a little bit of that Daryl Morey Houston Rockets team because they did go for it in a time where just about the rest of the NBA decided, yeah, we're punting. We're punting on this four-year window. It's not going to happen for us, so we're not even going to try. Um, and then he says, you know, the Warriors didn't scare people. They did. But this time around, I don't think they're going to. I don't think their reputations are going to scare anyone. Just the reputations of Draymond, Steph, and Clay this time around. As a matter of fact, if you're picking paths through the postseason... I mean, I would rather be on the Warriors' side of the bracket than I'd rather be on the Suns or Nuggets' side of the bracket. And I think the rest of the NBA probably would, too. Oh, I mean, why would you Why would you want to avoid a play-in team? I mean, let's be honest. That's what they are right now. You know, you're, the whole idea of 82 games, as onerous as it is, is that it tells you who's what. Doesn't tell you who's going to win all the time. But the number one and the number two seed win an awful lot of the time in this league. And there's a reason why, ultimately, these regular season games matter. It allows teams to show what they are. I mean, you look at Denver, you can't come away not being very impressed. You look at uh, you look at Memphis. I mean, they're a weird counter-punching team, but... They're still going to be a tough out. And then you look at the Celtics, you look at the Bucks, and probably Philadelphia, and you go, those are going to be hard teams to play. In fact, I think you almost know that the East is going to give you either Boston or Milwaukee. I mean, Milwaukee is on a heater right now. and There's only two other teams that could possibly crash that party. One wouldn't be a surprise, Philadelphia. Cleveland might be the surprise that could crash that party. It may it would be a surprise to me because I think there's a there's a definite difference yeah. between those three. We got tiers and, and Cleveland's yeah. on that bottom tier. But uh, we have much more coming up right after this, including uh, the fact that the Warriors were in a game last night, right up until they weren't, when they gave up 44 points in the third quarter. Draymond with some defensive honesty. This team needs to hear. You need to hear it too if you haven't already. Some very interesting stuff from Bob Myers earlier today on the executive show with Steiny and Guru. And uh, we have Peter King coming up at 4.15. Steve Kerr live at 5 this afternoon here on Damon and Ratto. We're brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking. No compromises. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.
Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. It is a pleasure to have you here today. Thanks so mo- much for uh, choosing us. Little old me and Ray. Just want to hang out with you on your way home every day. And it is the one day of the week that everybody actually comes into San Francisco. Wednesdays, it feels like San Francisco's back. Mondays, not really. Tuesdays, eh. Thursdays, a little. Fridays, back to being a ghost town. Yeah, Wednesday and Thursday. So, well, Friday's always been like a ghost town because everybody comes in and then leaves it too. Exactly. Right. It's a, it's a, it's we ought to try that. It's a California Friday. Yeah, we ought to try that. Leave an hour before the show actually starts? Yeah. Come in. Make an, make an empty effort, and then about an hour to go, you just go, okay, we're exhausted. Just mill around in the prep area for a show that never happens? Exactly. <laughs> it's a bold strategy. <laughs> I think it's worth trying. Uh, in fact, I think it's worth trying Friday. Warriors, and I know you believe that. Oh, I'm going to tell you right now, you can just put a big postage stamp on me for Friday's show. I'm mailing that bad boy in. Last show, last three hours before my vacation? Right, you ready to carry? You, you need a back brace. You're going to be carrying the show on Friday. Well, then there will be no reason for anybody to watch YouTube on that day. Warriors Community Foundation excited to announce that the uh, February auction presented by Cash Creek Casino Resort, it's live now through Sunday, February 19th. They've got a wide variety of items up for auction, including signed jerseys, tickets to upcoming games, and a chance to meet some of your favorite athletes in person. Don't miss out on an exciting opportunity to give back and score some amazing memorabilia. At the same time, visit warriors.com slash auctions and again steve kerr live at five when we get into our four o'clock hour in about 10 minutes from right now we're going to kind of shift gears to the nfl peter king is joining us for his end of the year exit interview at 4 15 um the warriors last night ray were in a game right up until they weren't like they were they were actually playing pretty well all things considered out on the road and it was sort of entertaining and the ball was hopping around, and man, there was one like tic-tac-toe pass that uh, it, was, it was one of the prettier plays of the entire year that Draymond found, I believe, like a cutting, was it was a Ty Jerome? Like, I thought, I thought we were going to get the official Ty Jerome game last night. He was playing well. He was sort of cooking last night, and everything then on a night where, you know, Curry's not playing, and you hope you're going to get like a team-wide contribution it looked like that was about to happen. You had seven guys in double figures last night. Seven guys in double figures. You had Lamb getting eight. You had Moody getting seven. So they're getting, you know, in the ballpark of double figures. It was 124 points. 124 points should be enough to win a basketball game until you decide to give up 44 points in the third quarter. And lose one thirty four, one twenty four. That just that that just wasn't good. I mean, y- y- you can't let a buck thirty go up as routinely as this team seemingly lets it happen. Draymond Green afterwards was talking about how defense is a choice, and it's a choice they need to start making. You know, defense is all one to two steps extra. I'm gonna take that extra step to get there. I'm not. And that's all I will. And we don't have that as a team. You can have it as individuals. I can have that myself. No one can have that. But if you don't collectively have that, it's just like if you put a team together and it's like one guy can really get after it. 
Nobody else brings anything on that side of the ball. They don't even bring effort. You could put Steph Curry or Kevin Durant or anybody else out there on offense. If no one else is going to want to do the extra things, then it doesn't work. And so you have to do it collectively. And that is a huge responsibility that falls on my shoulders, and I haven't gotten us there. The fact that he has got more fingers pointing back at himself than he's willing to point at anyone else is an A-plus thing about Draymond when it comes to I'm going to be honest with defensive effort. I mean, Dray, Dray, Draymond's not going to lie about basketball. and He's lying here, though. How? In what way is he lying? Because it doesn't fall on him alone. That's the whole point of why the defense is failing this year. He's trying to divert people's attention from the fact that while he's still playing his ass off defensively, the team is not. And that's where the problem is because it's not; it doesn't fall on him. That's what he said. He said it's a collective effort. It's a but choice he said, of will but he said that we're not that making. That falls on me. Well, and it's, and it's it is his side of the table. But he's not the only. He's not the only guy who gets to sit at that table. I mean, the fact is, he's covering for a number of players who, night in and night out, either play it or they don't play it. And because I think this is almost team wide. I think if he was going to be, if we were going to credit him with honesty, as much as we're crediting him with, you know, taking a bullet to save the platoon, he would say, we haven't done this. We as a group haven't done this over and over and over again. That's why we're in the hole we're in. Well, he did kind of say that. He did, but he did it in such a way that he says, you know, draw your attention to me. Blame me for that. And he is the least blameworthy of the defenders. Yeah, but that's what leaders do. I mean, that's what leaders but, do. Okay, yeah. but it's not... You, you said it's it's being honest, and it's not being honest. It's essentially, it's like I said, it's taking the bullet to save the platoon, when in fact, he might be the only guy you can rely on night in and night out to give a top-quality defensive effort. Well, this, Tim and Looney. That's it. It's like a two-man tag right. team. You're right, and that's it, and that's why they're 29 and 29. That's why they give up 118 a night, and that's why it's not a surprise when they score 124 and lose by 10. Nobody's shocked by that anymore, and it's not just because other teams are doing that all the time. It's that the Warriors are doing it pretty frequently. I mean, they're they're among the league leaders in number of times they've given up 120 or more, and even in this era, 120 is a lot. It's Maybe it's the new 115, but it's too much for this team to be given up. That's for sure. Here's what we 1,000% know. Warriors are not going to have... Uh, uh, so join me out here, right? If they are a playoff team, they're not going to have home court, right? Yeah. So that means any success through multiple postseason rounds is going to be need to... It's gonna need, you're going to need to find it on the road. How are they supposed to find... Success on the road without playing defense, especially on the road. It doesn't happen. Draymond was asked if this is a a championship hangover. He did have a good line for this. I don't think it's a championship hangover. It's a will to want to defend. And you're not hungover at 560 games into the season. <laughs> you're a loser if, you think, if you're still hungover at that point. So it's no hangover. No. That's no that's absolutely correct. Right. Yeah, you can't you can't be hung over 60 games into the very next year. That doesn't work like that. Um 
you know, last year they only had one series at home. Yeah, last year they played defense. Last year they played a collective team dedicated to it level of defense that made it not matter. And there were inklings throughout the regular season that that could happen. There aren't even inklings that that could happen around this season. There really aren't. You know what they are? You know what they're kind of becoming here? And I'm, I'm making a smooth transition, Ray, so play along. I'd say play along at home, but you're at work. Um, the Raiders, or excuse the, the Warriors are basically Derek Carr now. They need to just be extraordinary because this defense has given up way too many points. How am I supposed to be successful with a defense like this? That's where the Warriors are. Doesn't matter how many threes the Splash Brothers knock down. If you're giving up a buck 34, is losing Mike Brown a big part of this? It's a part of it. It's certainly a part of it. But losing players who are just wired to be defensive-minded players has hurt this team. It's why they tried to bring one back at the trade deadline in Gary Payton II. Unfortunately, he's back in the room, but he's not back on the court. Again, Andre Iguodala. Boy, isn't it? Isn't it you know, why, why this team needs a mentor who can't play when you got Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson, who are all mentors who do play, like I don't, I don't know what purpose he is serving. Like everyone's like, oh, you don't even understand how important Andre Iguodala is to this team. Correct. Correct. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I'd rather have anybody not named Iguodala who could maybe give you eight points and six rebounds than somebody named Iguodala who's giving you great advice. By the way, the great advice that Andre has been given out, well, at least one of those recipients of his great advice gets to start for the Detroit Pistons tonight. Where has this good advice gotten Moody? Where is this good advice getting Patrick Baldwin Jr., who is a walking coaching DNP every night of his career so far? Where's the good advice getting anything? You're 29 and 29. Stick your advice. Go get a rebound. They've said over and over again that they're they're not planning to use Iguodala in the regular season. That's when you're you're just going to have to eat it. He's not going to eat, and it's not about the advice he's giving or not giving. They're trying to save what's left of him for April and May. That's the deal. That's the deal they made, and one of the reasons they made that deal is because he's one of the few guys available to them on this roster who, when he does play can still defend. And the fact is, you found out how badly and how how difficult it is to find good defensive guys like that in the fact that having reached out for Gary Payton the second, they took him even though they can't use him for two more months. I mean, it's... it's look, look I, he's not... He's not, not, I don't, I'm not I'm, no one gets to worry about Iguodala in May... When May's not guaranteed. No, I understand that. That's another gamble that they've made. They assumed that they'd be there in May. They didn't think this season was going to happen the way it has. Nobody did. 
Well, it's the thing. You got to sometimes lay down your best laid plans and react to what's actually happening in front of you. And there are an awful lot of moments in time in this season where, hey, Andre, why don't we just put a suit on you and have you be an assistant coach and get someone in here who can play? Well, who's the guy? Who's the guy they're supposed to get in to play? They've been doing. They've been looking for that guy so long that they ended up with a guy who they traded for, knowing they can't use him for two more months. They don't have a lot of trade pieces. I mean, that's the problem. You can't just pick up a guy off the street and expect him to be an NBA defender. Somebody's- that's why. That's why Iguodala is still on the roster yeah. because. There aren't guys like him. Have you seen the last few postseasons that he's been around to help and have done nothing? But nothing. You tell me at the very end of his career, in the most old man version of him that will ever be available, that's the year he's finally going to answer the bell. It's over. The Andre Iguodala really helping the Golden State Warriors portion of that career is over, dude. It's over. By the way, welcome everyone to your 4 o'clock hour. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.